think don't let that comparison stop. Keep putting out what you're making and, and don't be afraid. I think I was held back by fear for a lot of years of like being fearful of things and truly part of like the power that we have of being in this world and having a space to put out things that we're excited about, that we're feeling gifted in. Hi everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and True Podcast. So glad you're here if you are tuning in for the first time. Welcome. If you've ever wondered how do creatives create originals, where do they find their inspiration? What about when businesses grow, how do their owners stay true to who they are? Or maybe can you both work and pursue a passion? And one of my favorites, how do relationships today impact relationships tomorrow. Well, we're talking about all of these answers and there is something in this conversation for everyone as we're sitting down with Lauren Fuhr, who as a designer and an artist has built a business on the side all around purposeful loving. I love this gal, her heart, her art, her story, and cannot wait for you to listen in. Lauren, thank you for joining us today. So glad you're here from the beautiful place of Colorado. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. Okay, so you do all kinds of things, um, primarily art, and which is how I discovered you. And you have just so many incredible things. You've kind of built this business around um, art and purposeful living. And I'd love for you just to invite listeners into a little bit of who you are and your story and how this journey into art all started. Yes, I am so honored that you found me. I always am curious how people come across my art and my page and um so so happy to be here but i basically have always been in an artistic kind of creative family so my grandpa was actually an artist and my mom is very artistic um her paintings if you were to see them are very similar to my mountain paintings so you can literally see that. where it's just kind of in my blood like just kind of carried down into the family but i yeah i was just always in a family that encouraged seeing things creatively, redoing my room, setting the table really, you know, beautifully. And I just always from a young age, just ate all that up. Uh, my mom also loved interior design. So I feel like just in my house growing up, there was just a lot of unique pieces being brought in. We lived in an older home that was, you know, renovated. So I just loved seeing kind of the charm in that. And um, yeah, so I just feel like it was kind of ingrained in me from a young age. And then in high school, I just took um a lot of art classes that were offered at my high school and did APR and then um in college I knew pretty early on I wanted to study art and business um I loved both of those things we had a business class in high school too that I loved and so just yeah one of the lucky people that somehow started as an 18 year old and knew what I wanted to do that's amazing (laughs) yes I definitely feel like that's a gift because I loved yeah day one I, I did graphic design and um a lot of those kind of core BFA classes involved painting and figure drawing and some of those fine art, um, just core classes. And so I was really loving those and then um, transferred to Colorado State, actually my sophomore year of college from a tiny school in Indiana is where I was at my first year. And yeah, graduated from Colorado State and got a major in um, graphic design, minor in business, and then started my business a year after I graduated. So I graduated in 2018, started my business in 2019. And it has just been a journey. It's evolved so much, but it's fun to kind of see this thread that's just been very consistent throughout all the seasons of my life. And um, just knowing that wherever I am, I'm still, you know, probably always going to be doing art (laughs) through my whole life. So 
Okay. This is amazing. Cause I'm pretty sure I can count on one hand, the number of people I've met in my lifetime that actually knew what they wanted to do with their life. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> so, I feel like I'm kind of like crazy about it. <laughs> like in college, I was like a little too focused on like getting my job after, you know, like you just think it's like going to be harder than it actually is. And I, I was just very like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> this is incredible. So looking back, I'm like, oh, I didn't need to be that focused, but it's fine. That is amazing. Okay. So after college, you said you kind of started your business. I'm curious to hear if you like initially right out of the gate said, I have the confidence to do my own thing, or did you go work for somebody first? Like, what is that process of the confidence to really start your own thing right out of college? Yes. So I definitely, I'm actually still working a full-time job to this day. So I've always had a full-time job as I was doing my own thing. And it just kind of makes it I kind of encourage people if they want to do a side, you know, a start a business to to start it on the side because there's not this pressure of like, this is my main paycheck. This is, you know, the numbers I have to be hitting every month. It just allowed kind of a freedom. I got just a job as a designer in a marketing agency in Fort Collins my first year out of school and just made the paintings on the side and people started wanting to buy them and it just grew and into different products and stuff. But I always kind of had my day-to-day team that I was working with at work that I loved and just was learning a lot. Like you don't know a lot when you're out of school, you really don't. And so I think I've had to have the jobs that I have. And I honestly enjoy that. I don't really see that ever changing because I love working with a team so much. And um, there's just a lot of valuable lessons that I just take into my business that I learned from the people I work with, the teams I'm on. I don't know, just the way that an e-commerce brand even works, you don't just wake up and know that. So I think I've always needed my <laughs> full-time job to be able to, one, have freedom to enjoy what I'm actually doing as a hobby and also business, and then two, to learn what I'm even doing. So, Okay. I'm very fascinated right now because, okay, so <laughs> is, is your current actual you know day job, is this like a Monday through yeah. Friday, normal working hours design job, very similar to what you do as a hobby, yeah. or how does that differentiate? Yes. So my current job, I'm a senior designer at a company called Artifact Uprising. So it is very, you know, creative. I work with such incredible creative people and it it is very similar to the things I love to do, but it's not this pressure of like, this is my own brand every day, if that makes sense. So it's nice to kind of get out of that headspace. And um, and then in Dallas, I worked full-time at Fossil as a brand designer for them. So I've always had, you know, my jobs have always been very similarly related to things that I love to do outside of work. And it's also pretty common in the spaces I've worked for people to have outside outlets of creativity that they're super encouraged by and everyone's just kind of supporting each other in that. So it's been a really cool environment. At Fossil, they actually had um, once a year a market where we all had our art um, that we'd made outside of work and everyone bought each other's stuff and it was all set up in the corporate office. So it was really fun that people were really supportive of that. I think that's so incredible. And I feel like you're hearing more and more businesses kind of create that space where they realize that, you know, people have passions outside of this job that they're coming to every day. And I'll never forget like first year out of college, I worked a sales job and one of the things they did in the development trading portion was they would tell all of us to commit and you had to actually like held you accountable to two things that you did as hobbies outside of your job. 
And so you had to report out on these, you know, hobbies or groups that you're part of, or just something, because they said they don't ever want somebody to feel like everything is supposed to, you're supposed to get everything that you want out of this job. Like the job is for learning and growth and sharing your gifts, but there's also other things that they know people are passionate about. And so there's, you know, you have that creative outlet. And I feel like now you see more and more businesses bringing that opportunity in. So this is super interesting because I just went back to a full-time job too. And this is my really fun thing that I love and um, kind of some other fun things that I do on the side, but they are very pro, you know, side things and people pursuing the passions outside of it. And so they're kind of on a Monday through Thursday work schedule. And so this gives that creative space for the other days or evenings or, you know, Fridays and stuff to be able to go pursue the things that you really love as well. Because I, I totally relate to what you just said is like, there's something that happens when you are surrounded by a team of people who are all Mm -hmm. just, you know, gifted in different ways and they're expanding your mind and helping you grow and learn. And I don't know, I feel like there's, there's really something that is very fueling about that space that rolls over into the things that you really love to do kind of on your own as, as a hobby, but you know, for you, it's it's a business, right? For a lot of us, it's (laughs) side business and a side (laughs) hobby or whatever, you know, for whoever's listening, I think there's both avenues of that, whether it's a side gig, a side business or a side hobby. I think there is something really cool to see that you can do both. And, and I think that's, that's really cool. I love, I love that you shared that. I love it. Okay. So you share that the work that you do is really based around creating a life on purposeful living. I would love to hear what purposeful living is. And I think just to ground us all on that same definition that we can aspire to to think about and to have in our own day-to-day lives. Yeah, I love that question. I haven't been asked this in a really long time. So I was thinking about that. I was like, that's so cool. Like it's all over my Instagram or whatever, but it's like, no, what does that actually mean? Um, but I I think put that in my tagline for my brand because I love beautiful things. I love making places and spaces beautiful. And I think that in itself is like just such a beautiful part of life, but I don't think it's like, I don't think that that's my main purpose. And so I'm a very relational person. I like love connecting with people and hearing people's stories. And um, my faith is a big part of my life. And so I think when I look at my purpose, you know, it's so much bigger than, than art. It's an outlet. It's a gift I get to share, but it's ultimately not about that. And Um, I've just gotten to be really encouraged that, you know, my purpose is to love others and it's to, you know, encourage people with those gifts, but it's not just to be like, here's my, you know, like, it's not just to put it out in the world and then leave it there. It's like, no, there's definitely something more. And so I've been able to connect with just some incredible, incredible people through my business. And that's been my favorite part, just being able to, yeah, just connect with people and hear their stories and um, encourage each other. And yeah, I think that that's, the bigger purpose is just to love others and um, really have um, that as the emphasis of, of your life. That's so good. I think we overcomplicate what it's all about, right? It's that simple. Yes. <laughs> just love, go love people. <laughs> Pretty simple. So when you're creating a piece of art, is it fueled by um, an idea that maybe somebody has, whether that's like a commission piece or is your art a true outflow of something that's happening in your own life or inspiration that you received somewhere else? Like, how do you really start those creative endeavors? Yeah, so it really varies a lot. And I will say too, having a full-time job, like there are so many seasons of my 
business and art where sometimes it just feels all consuming. I'm spending hours at my studio that I have downtown Denver. And then there's other seasons that are just kind of like running itself. And I take on four commissions a month and I'm usually booked out a couple months. And so I always kind of have this next deadline that I'm working towards. And I do have clients that send me photos of things that they want me to paint and they know my style by now and they know, you know, how their photo is going to be translated um, into a landscape or an abstract or whatever that inspiration is. So I think the majority of my paintings are commissions. And there's also a lot of work that I do with brands. And so those pieces, like the rug company Lloyd will contact me and say, here's the interior, here's our vision, we need two paintings, and they rent them for photo shoots. And so I get some freedom in, you know, painting things, I'm constantly saving inspiration and clippings and Pinterest and all those things. And so I always have just little ideas. Um, when I'm starting a painting, I never look at other paintings for inspiration. I look at photos, like photography of like moody landscapes, just to make sure that I'm always pulling from something that's original to me. And so um, whether it's a photo I've taken or a client's photo or an inspiration photo, um, it just definitely depends on the on the work. But then I also work with Four Hands Furniture, which is a company in Austin, and they'll kind of um, give me tips on what has worked, what is really sold, and be like, make something similar to that. Um, and so sometimes I'm, it, I just go into it knowing, okay, this is going to be a muted landscape that is kind of moody. And then I'll be like, this is a photo that I love that I want to try to paint. So it's just, it really depends. But the majority of my month-to-month -month work is commissioned work. Um, that I usually, I have a four to six week timeline for those. And so crank those out. Sometimes I'm, I'm painting a, a wedding photo and I'm, they're like, just ignore the people in it. Like most of the photos <laughs> people. So I'm just like looking at the background and, and it works. It's a, I don't know, as long as the lighting's good. If someone sends me a really flat photo with no shadows on a mountain or something like that, then we kind of work together to find inspiration that has a lot of depth to it. But yeah, it's pretty flexible. It really depends. <laughs> oh, okay. Two things that you just said that I want to unpack. One of them was that you take four commissions a month. So it sounds like you've kind of have a system of boundaries of, you know, there's kind of your limitations, right? You can't take on eight a month. And so is, is that something that you just have determined over the course of like, this is what I know that I can do in order to still maintain my, all the things that are important to me and a normal life. 100% yes that is trial and error being like oh I want to take every commission and there's always a reason to take on a million commissions like if you get them and you're excited like oh we have you know we just bought a house like there's always a reason to be like we need to take this on I can work late but at the end of the day it's not worth like me being stressed or me prioritizing that like I love recently very recently learned how to cook and I love like the routines of my day of like waking up and having, you know, time to read and then starting my work day and then making a lunch and making dinner afterward. Like I can't do any of those things if I'm 24 seven cranking out work and then I'm not really like yeah. creating from a refreshed place. And so and obviously like my marriage and my friendships are so, so important. And so it's just, it's been cool to figure out those boundaries and see the importance of them. And honestly, I've had so many of my friends be the ones that are like, no, no, no. You need to set up a boundary. You need to set up a, you know, a number of commissions to take on a month because they are around me and, and know me and they're like, okay, how can we help you? And you want to say yes to everything. I'm very much a yes girl. Like it's so hard for me to say no to things. And so I need my people to help me with that. And they've been amazing with that. So 
What a gift to have friends that are watching out for you and are so aware yes. of that. I think that that's for anyone who's listening right now. I just want you to think of where can you put boundaries in your life to still protect and preserve those things that are really important to you. And you do not have to say yes to everything really thinking about, you know, carving out those, those spaces and places for, for the meaningful things, and then figuring out what after that, can I take on, or can I do, or can I say yes to, to really still maintain the richness of the things that truly are important to you. And so I love that you've been able to figure that out. Cause I think a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> have not quite figured that out. Cause you're so passionate about your business and building it and growing it. And like you said, a million reasons that you should and could say yes to every single thing that comes in. And so I think, you know, having that discernment and that wisdom to say yes, but it might be in six months or right now, I just have to say no to that. So that is, that is amazing. The other thing I wanted to touch on a little bit is I know you've worked with some, some pretty incredible brands. And I think for anyone who's listening, who is really thinking about how can I grow or expand, whether that's getting, you know, partnerships with certain brands or even just expanding. I know you've done other products as well outside of just paintings. And so what are, what are maybe some lessons learned or tips in really building those relationships to really grow that part of your business, or also just really thinking about expanding the products that you offer? Yeah. So as far as the product, I feel like I'm very ADD and I just have a lot of fun <laughs> starting a new thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun. But what about this thing? Like, I love just the variety. It keeps things interesting. And I don't know if I'm actually ADD. I'm pretty sure I'm ADD. But <laughs> I just love having my hands in a bunch of different buckets. So that's the only reason products started. I just have so many, like, even still, there's so many products I've not made that I'm like, that would be fun in my free time researching Yes, like bedding and curtains, like textiles, like I want to get into that. And so there's so many things still that I'm like, wanting to dip my toes into. But as far as working with brands, I think so much of it has honestly just been organic, like building relationships, people have found me on Instagram and reached out. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other times, a lot of times, it's just truly living somewhere where there's a lot of business, like living in Dallas, there was so many more organic opportunities that came through compared. I was living in a small town, which I loved um, in Colorado. And they they just didn't happen as naturally because there wasn't that all going on. Yeah. That being said, I, I moved from Dallas. I loved living there for a season. So you can't always move to a place where there's, you know, a lot of that happening. But I do think that for me, a lot of those deals just came through emails and Instagram. And I genuinely don't know how they found me, but they, I had a, I had a relationship with someone, um, just a business relationship that had started the, the forehands work. And that's just been incredible. And, um, yeah, it's just been definitely such a key thing to form relationships with people and care about their stories and ask a lot of questions. And a lot of my career <laughs> path has come from genuine relationships I've had of like girls that I've led in Bible study being like oh I know someone at this company like let me reach out or my best friends from summer camp are really well connected to a million people I you wouldn't this. think about so it's just like so many things truly are through like Christian-based organizations in my life which is funny but I'm like okay no I genuinely can't take credit for any of it because it's like come from that so it's like a really <laughs> humbling like good grounding reminder of like, no, I like genuinely don't know how a lot of these things came to play. It just happened through, through the relationships 
five years ago that I started building for no other ulterior motive. I think people can really see through people that are trying to meet people to get ahead or to, you know, there's, it's a fine line of like, I think people really do see if it's a genuine like relationship or if it's like, no, I'm just trying to further my self. <laughs> so for sure. Oh, and I, I think it's so good. I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about early on in this conversation of just like really just loving on people and loving people and their stories and this just genuine curiosity about people's stories and really building those authentic relationships before you ever even know or think that you need them, exactly. one part. And I think the other part is like just sharing your passions and your gifts and the things that you love with people. And I feel like for a lot of Christians, they want to hide all of those things that they mm -hmm. enjoy doing because they don't know what to do with that. And I always feel like just put it out in the world. Tell the people that are closest to you. Here's what I want to start. Here's what I want to create. Here's what I love doing on the side. Cause you never, ever, ever know who they know that can definitely, you know, benefit from the gifts that you have to give and are looking exactly for the gifts that you have to give. I love that. It's so true as an employee and an entrepreneur <laughs> and um, a, a new wife, right? For, for two years, that was just really exciting. Uh, what are, what are something that you just wish that you would have known a little bit sooner in this process, just to be able to do all the things and still do them well and stay true to who you are? Yes. I love this question. I think the biggest thing, and I touched on it briefly earlier, is just enjoying the season that I'm in. I kind of touched on when I was in college, I was so looking at that next season and getting a job and just wanting to set myself up really well for that. And I think that that's a part of my personality in some ways that I'm, you know, a future thinker or whatever. But I also think I could have chilled out a little bit. <laughs> and I think <laughs> just enjoying the season that you're in at that point is so important. And I, I mean, college is literally the best it was so much fun so it wasn't at all where it ever took away from it but I think it was just a thought in the back of my head that I didn't need to give as much weight because things truly do work out in a way that you can't expect them to and I think when I was doing all that prep and when I was thinking about it, like I couldn't have dreamed that I would be able to you know work with some of my favorite brands of all time and get to make art and get paid you know all of that I didn't even see coming but I was very focused on getting somewhere and so I think there's just a letting go. And now I'm in the season, which is the sweetest season yet, I feel like of just being married and I'm not ready for the next season necessarily yet. And so it's, it's really easy for me to be present in the season I'm in. There's not really one that I'm like, oh, this is next, you know, it's just, this is the easiest season I've been in yet to stay present, I guess. Um, and so it's just really taught me that that is so important to just let things in life just kind of unfold and go day by day and don't, you know, let it sounds so cliche, but don't, you know, look at the next thing that would take away from, from where you are currently. And, and it really does all work out. Like my sister is my biggest role model and we've always, always been best friends. And I feel like she's always been four years ahead of me. So she's always kind of paved the path of, you know, me having something to look at as an example. And so that has played a big role. Like there's so many other ways that you grow in your life and your career and the next season besides worrying about it. And um, I just think that that's, yeah, just a big thing I've learned. That's such a good lesson. I think we spend so much energy living in the future that hasn't even happened and probably is not going to happen yeah. any way that we think it's going to happen. <laughs> and we just literally miss everything. 
we miss everything that's right here right now. And we, we try to I like to say that like we, we rush the process. We don't trust the process. And I think we miss out on everything in between that really is, it's that whole, like, it's about the journey, not the destination, right? It's yes. what's happening along the way. I think that's, that's such a great piece of advice. Um, so you're talking about being in the season where you're just really happy with where you are kind of sitting in the midst of marriage. One of the things I love that you share is that you call your husband, your chief art namer. I think that is hilarious and amazing. I think it's really cool to see, you know, spouses that are very supportive of, of the work that we do, but also just have a kind of a small little touch or fingerprint on a lot of that work. And um, I, I, I laughed when I saw that because my husband's the one who named my podcast. He names a lot of my podcast episodes and <laughs> they're so he good does it. a lot of the really pictures, whether it's for social or whatever. Like it's really sweet to see when, when spouses play a role in adding a little extra touch to the work that you do and, and being your chief art namer. How fun is that? So is he kind of behind the scenes <laughs> saying, this is, this is definitely the name. This is what I think. Or are you going to him with some ideas? Oh, I don't give him any ideas. I'm just like, look at this painting. What do you think it's what do you think it should be called? And he just goes to town and it's so helpful. Oh, I love it's it. It's hilarious. I haven't done that in a while because a lot of my pieces lately have been commissioned. So I need to ask him more for um some new names. But I get a little I feel like if you go on my site, they're just like one word names. I gotta get <laughs> <laughs> gotta get more creative I'm like what should I name this one so yes he's very involved he also takes some of my photos I don't tag him so you don't know which one he's <laughs> taking but he's, he's behind the scenes he's like don't tag me that that is <laughs> but, so great um, yes he's doing all the things he's very so he worked in custom home building as a project manager in Dallas and so he was just in these gorgeous homes and it was really fun for me to get to you know, tour them when he was working on them. And I think that he's very analytical, you know, engineer mind, but he has a lot of creativity too in there. And it's really helpful. Like I'll have him look at a painting when it's done. And I genuinely think if it was anyone else that I was asking to do this, I'd be so annoyed, but it's him. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? What do you think I should change? And he'll tell me, and I'll be like done with a piece and I'll be like, dang it, I gotta go back and change it. <laughs> and it's like very subjective because he's not an artist at all, but like he can see just from an unbiased, like, no, this looks like it needs more balance. And it's good advice. So, but I think if it was like my sister or something, I'd be like, no, I'm not changing. No, this is good. This but is good. For some reason, yes. Coming from him, I'm like, okay, I'll change it. So yeah, it's just, it's really fun. We have very different, different strengths and, and he's, he's not super in the weeds with any of it. Like, it's very much just my thing that I'm running with, but he's always good at reminding me, like, you know, I'd rather have you be a present and fun wife every day than like, any accomplishments like that's awesome but like oh, that's not why I love, I love this. you like I don't I don't really you know it's so important it's so important because I forget and I really do what need a that gift reminder. just to have kind of a, another half who really helps you to stay grounded and reminds you that it's not what you do or you know whose name you get to credit or any of that it's like it's you for just who you are and everything else is just Lovely, but it's not the reason. And I think that's really, really cool to find somebody that believes in you at your core and loves you at your core for, for who you are. <laughs> it is the best kind of how I feel with, with my husband as well. It's, it's just a true joy. Something I have really been wanting to do is invite more wonder into my life and have more fun in my life. And I think a lot of that comes from 
just um, seeing things differently. And so I would love for you to kind of impart some wisdom for us that don't necessarily consider ourselves creatives. How can we really begin to see greater art and wonder all around us? So you talk about you're going out and you're collecting, you're saving pins and you're taking pictures and you're, you're doing all of these things and just seeing a life of art. And what are, what are maybe some, some ideas or tips to help us think more like a creative and, and just see art and wonder around us for what it is? Yes. That's a great question too. Um, I would say just notice like natural light. That's such a huge place of inspiration for me, like how light hits things. And when, you know, it's golden hour and my house just has like light reflecting everywhere. Like I feel truly so inspired by that. And I love interior design. I don't know. Not everyone loves that, but that's a huge inspiration for me. And just being, um, like textile design, just seeing how all the different, that's not necessarily related to painting or anything, but seeing how all of the parts of even other people's art um, relate and inspire you. Um, Just noticing like, yeah, just the most random things. Like you're in a friend's house and you're noticing like the couch fabric texture, like truly the little details that you usually overlook. It's like, oh no, that's art in its own way. And um and just being outside of me is so cliche, so obvious, but truly being in the mountains is like so inspiring. I love living in a place that I can just take weekend trips all the time and get out of the city and just really see um, creation that way. But yeah, I would just say light, textures, movements, shadows, just notice everything that you would typically not pay attention to and see it as art and you'll feel more inspired. <laughs> I also think it's like romanticizing your life that you always hear about. It's like, no, that keeps you creative. Like just romanticize those moments. And it makes That's you so funny. I love that. We went but... to, um, well, I went on a retreat a couple of months ago out in the West coast. And one of the activities they had us do is go out on this walk and write down all the things with your five senses. Like you had to have something associated with each of your five senses. And it was just kind of a, it's felt a little bit silly. And then you realize this really big aha moment that we have five senses and we use like one of them. I think we miss so much of that. We kind of fixate on just whatever sense that we have. That's maybe like yes, our, that's our exactly dominant it. sense yeah, that we I use, that. but there's so much more to experiencing the world around us that really helps to create inspiration and, and light in our life. And so to take it all in. We're missing a lot of it. You mentioned how you kind of, you know, you do work here and then you also minored in business along the way. And do you feel like doing classes in business and working and all of that has really helped you to build the business. And is there maybe a tip or something for someone who's listening, who may have an interest or a passion or a desire, but maybe doesn't have the full-time work environment uh, where they're, they're growing and learning, but also maybe didn't do business background. Like what are some things maybe that you have taken away or that there's no way you could have done this without that piece of it? Oh yeah, there's so much I could have done without having a full-time <clears throat> job. And I think for those of you that are, you know, thinking about starting this business and maybe you're not going to work another job and that's a great space to be too. So I don't want to discount, like that's a place most people want to be. Like I'm the minority being like, I love working at the same time. Like it's a lot of work. So if you're in that place, like that is such a great, amazing place to be. Um, there are so many free resources that actually I found out through <clears throat> my dad. Um, but there's a lot of free business resources in each city and 
there's like a bureau of now I'm blanking on what it is. I can find out if you want to put it in the show notes or anything, but there's just more free businesses. If you research free business resources, if you research um, in your city and there are like, even like a free one hour legal consult, like there's, there's more out there that people aren't talking about that you can take advantage of. Um, making an LLC is not as intimidating as you think. Um, I think as far as like growing, it's so hard now because I'm, I'm in a place where I do want to grow my business more and I don't feel like TikTok is very authentic to me and I don't love making reels. I'm not a video girly. And so there's so much that feels discouraging, even, you know, for me that has a business going, like feels hard sometimes because there's so much, you're kind of oversaturated by everything out there. But I think as long as you just create content that feels really authentic to you, that's what people are going to sign up for and keep doing it. Like, even if you don't feel like, that's like not that many followers for, I still don't, but like for so long, I had like 500 or something and I was still just making my paintings and people were buying, like, it doesn't really matter. I think we can put so much emphasis in that. And now it feels like everyone has some kind of business that has however many followers it feels like everyone has that and that's just not true and so I think don't let that kind of comparison stop you just like keep putting out what you're making and and don't be afraid I think I was held back by fear for a lot of years of just Mm. not even business related just like being fearful of things and truly like that's part of like the power that we have of just like being in this world and having a space to put out things that we're excited about that we're feeling gifted in and so I think yeah, just don't be afraid to do that. But a lot of the business stuff, I hired an accountant that helps me once a year. Don't know what I would do without him, truly. <laughs> it's amazing. And so with taxes and stuff, if you, I was very intimidated by that when I was starting business. Like, just find someone that you can just hire every April or whenever that is. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the big stuff that you don't really need a degree for. And as far as, like, things that I've really taken from my degree, I, like, love staying organized with, like, QuickBooks and it's genuinely fun to me to, to do that. I like have the app and I feel like I'm like organizing like something it's like should be boring, but I'm like, Ooh, this is fun. Um, so some of that stuff, I don't know. I, I definitely took a lot from my business class. I think CSU had an amazing business program, but there's so much that you can do without having that type of background. That's really, really good. I think you just mentioned a couple of really great things for anyone who's listening. One, take advantage of free resources. Two, ask for help. You mentioned hiring an accountant. I think sometimes we feel like we have to do it all, knowing that there's things that you need to, at some point, you know, think about outsourcing so that you can spend the time doing the things that only you can do. Yes. (laughs) And, And three, just staying true to who you are. I think that's really hard, especially now to not get caught up in the trends and almost get distracted by the trends and lose the momentum that you are actually having that you maybe don't see necessarily, but it's all happening and the roots are growing and things are, things are happening. And I feel like we try to take the wave of the trend and it gets people off course or it gets us off course. And so just staying the course, staying true to who you are and you mentioned this earlier in the conversation too, but not necessarily taking inspiration from, um, from a comparison perspective, you said, when I go paint, I don't necessarily go look at other people's paintings, but really looking at the things that truly speak to you Mm -hmm. and are not necessarily going to detract you from you. So love, love, love that. Thank you for sharing those insider tips. Those were super helpful. (laughs) My last question is, so you've, you've seen a lot of success. 
And I feel like there's just like limitless success in your future and on the horizon. What does success look like to you? Or what's that definition that you aspire to, to pursue or to have? Yeah, I am kicking myself for not knowing how to credit this because I saw it somewhere on Instagram and I don't remember who posted this, but I reposted it to my story. And it was like, there was a verse that was like, well done, my good and faithful. And then it didn't have, C- it like had crossed out CEO. It crossed out like achiever, all those mm. things that we think is so important and just left servant. Like that's a verse in the Bible that like I love because it's just like truly well done. My good and faithful yeah. servant is like what I believe personally that I'm going to like here at the end of my life. And it's not about, you know, being whatever on earth to me. It's like genuinely, I'm just wanting to like serve those people in my life and serve people that are nothing like me serve people are just like, you know, so I, I think that is success. Like truly it has nothing to do with, you look at how many people burn out with like chasing after whatever success looks like. And it's all, I'm very prone to like believing what I see everywhere. I'm like, even like in the grocery store and a magazine cover, I'm like, I love just like celebrity gossip and reality TV. Like it is genuinely so fun to me. But if I'm like believing that as truth every day, like I'm going to get so confused. And so I think there's so many voices I'm listening to every day. Of like this is actually success. Like getting a million views on my reel, like that success, getting a TikTok that goes by, you know, none of that to me. Yes, that does help a lot of people. And that is successful in its own way. But that's not what I'm like base my life in as my value of success. So I think it's just helpful to always go back to that. And it's so much simpler. It makes it so much easier. It's like, oh no, like getting to know, like I'm at the post office all the time. And I genuinely feel like I know the people at the post office now. We like catch up. They Love they it. also make art on the side. So we like look at their photos of their art. And like, that's more important. That's success compared to, you know, being whatever on top so it just makes it easier in a lot of ways and takes a lot of pressure off when I know that that's my value of success oh that's so freeing I just love you this is like (laughs) you're just the cutest this is the best I yes this but it's it's real life and I think those relationships is are truly where I think meaning comes from and I I love that visual you gave of whoever wrote this right scratching out all those things because at the end of the day none of that matters none of that matters and just staying true to that. And even just to find the people in your life, whether it's the friends that you mentioned earlier that you have that are very um, aware of how to help you set boundaries <laughs> um, or, you know, the husband who says, I don't, I, all that's great. And I'm here to celebrate, you know, the heck out of you. Cause I'm so proud of you and so excited. And I know you've worked so hard, but at the end of the day, it's like, I love you for who you are. And so find those people in your life, whoever's listening right now, I want you to think about who are the people in your life that you can surround yourself that help you stay true to who you are, help you stay grounded in what you believe and who you are and are going to help you create and be the best version of, of you and not um, stray you into thinking that you need to be or have or do just to be you. So I have Love this conversation so much. I'm so grateful that you would just take us behind the scenes of your work and your life and your story and just invite us to a seat at the table in in this experience. And I 
I'm just so glad that you're here. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing all of this with us. And I just want to end with sharing where people can find you and follow along all the fun things that you're doing, even if it's not on TikTok, wherever it is, tell us. <laughs> Maybe it'll be, who knows? <laughs> but yes, no, before I do that, I just want to thank you so much. This is so fun to be a part of everything that you're doing. I love your podcast. So I'm truly so thankful we got to chat today. Um, but as far as where to find me, I'm on Instagram at Lauren Fewer, F-U-H-R Design Co. Um, and I also have a website, laurenfewerdesign.com. I'm trying to think of if I have anything else. I think that's everything. Um, maybe a TikTok in the future. We'll see. I got to figure out how to. Maybe. <laughs> coming soon. Maybe. Coming soon. <laughs> but yes. But you know what? If it's not coming, it's still great. <laughs> I think that's just a really good reminder. You're, you're doing, you're doing you and it's making waves in the world. And I, I think that's so wonderful. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Lauren. In case you missed any of today's truths and takeaways, here they are. Number one, there's always a reason to take on more. You do not have to say yes to everything. Number two, ask yourself, where can I put boundaries on my life to still protect and preserve the things that are important to me. It's not worth being stressed and giving up those important things just because you can take on more things. Number three, it is so key to form relationships with people and truly care about their stories. Ask lots of questions. Number four, tell people what lights you up. Number five, don't look at the next thing that can take away from where you are currently. Be present and keep your spark. Remember that those relationships around you and those things that matter most are more important than any accomplishment. Number seven, notice things you typically don't pay attention to around you and find inspiration and beauty there. And lastly, take advantage of free resources around you. Get help where you need it and stay true to who you are. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you haven't already, would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. So many more great conversations still to come. Be sure to share this podcast with a friend too, someone who it might encourage or inspire or come alongside of in their journey. That's what this is all about. It's just building this community around togetherness and about encouragement and just about honesty and vulnerability. And I think we all need more of the truths behind um, so much of what we see and also just being grounded in the truth. So hope that this was an encouraging episode for you. And if you haven't already, would love for you to take a few quick seconds to leave a review on the podcast. Your words mean the world to me. Thanks again. And until next time.